There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by America's Mark Bourbon. Miss Hill, don't tread on America. Back from vacation, Don Q. Let's rock. guys how's everybody doing out there today it is tuesday october 24 2023 and i'm back i i made it back you're welcome got to get back in the groove of things here i did two shows while i was on vacation i didn't do them while i was on vacation i recorded them prior to had a pretty uh pretty fun week we went to kentucky and, uh, yes, I did buy bourbon, for those of you that are wondering. Uh, I know that's... Wait, where's my news of the obvious button, right? <laughs> now, uh, my daughter and her husband, they moved to Kentucky a few months ago, and uh, the granddaughters are up there, so... Which is... I mean, it sucks that they're up there, but it's nice that they're up there because that gives me an excuse to go to Kentucky more often. Because, for those of you that don't know anything about Kentucky, if you don't live there or live in the area, if you've never been to Kentucky, you don't know what you're missing. Now, much like every other state in this country, it has its its areas, right? But we all do. Florida, Georgia, all of us. Every 50. Some are worse than others, obviously. So, but there's things to do. There, I mean, I guess it depends on what you like, but it's so peaceful. Like we're at their house. I'm like, you don't hear any traffic. <laughs> it's not like they live in the middle of nowhere either. I mean, they don't live in like a big city. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Kentucky, they live in Liberty, which is south of Danville. Right. Um, so quiet. It was cool. It was it was clean. It was, you know, it was just it was just nice. Um, and for that fact that, you know, maybe one day I retire to Kentucky. I don't know. We'll see. I have a lot of family here, obviously, in Florida, so it makes that decision real tough. But, you know, 
you never know what the future brings. I will say this. Very nice state. A lot of things to do. Um, if you like nature, if you like bourbon, if you like history, if you like religious history, we went up to the Ark, the, uh, the Ark Encounter, which is uh, North Kentucky, up close, going towards uh, Cincinnati. And uh, the Creation Museum. It's, it's very interesting stuff. But... Not that this is a show about going to Kentucky. <laughs> so, I am back. And since I am back from vacation, I need you guys to visit the store. Don's broke. No, I'm joking. But yeah, seriously, if you could please, uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, make sure that you, number one, are sharing the show, that you are subscribed or following the show, whatever the button is there. If you're on Apple or Spotify listening to this, if you could leave a five-star rating, leave a comment if you so choose. Um, and we're getting more and more ratings and that's great. Um, cause that helps like obviously this show and I'm going to get into a few things about this show and, and the, the logo and everything. Cause nothing's changing. Cause I don't really care, but, um, the show just based on the name of the show and, and the, and the, and the logo of the show is getting shadow banned. Okay, and there's nothing I can do <clears throat> to fix that. There, there really is nothing I can do other than changing the the logo and the name, and I'm not going to do that because the point of this show is what it is. Don't tread on America. Now, granted, I know we have plenty of people outside of this country that listen to the show. I have no idea if these people are native of those countries or if they're american i don't know don't care i just appreciate that everybody that listens listens and they listen for a reason and i would assume that you listen because you stumbled upon this show uh somehow or another and you listen to whatever show that was that caught your eye and you've continued to listen and that's great it doesn't matter what country you are because a lot of the things that we talk about here even though I might bash on our government and our policymakers and our senators and congressmen and, and presidents and past presidents and banking cartels and so on and so forth. This same thing happens in all these other countries. So I think that's what's garnering our listenership that's increasing is because people can identify, even though they're not in America they can identify with everything I'm saying. So just continue to share this show because there's plenty of people like you out there. And when you get, when you do the ratings, the rankings, and leave a review, especially, preferably if they're good, if you'd like to do a four or five star at least, um, that helps. So people that listen to other more popular shows that kind of cover the same subject matter, it'll be like, oh, you liked uh, Dan Bongino's show. Maybe you'll like this. You know, and I do three shows. I try to do three shows a week. Obviously, we're only going to do two this week because I didn't do a show on Sunday. Um, we were just getting back, got it situated, you know, so on and so forth. But I'm here today. I'll be back Thursday. And um, <clears throat> the more you guys share, the more it helps. If you guys are so inclined, it's October, obviously, end of October. We're getting into the Christmas season, believe it or not. Um, if you guys, while you're on that podcast app, check out the DTOM store. Some sweatshirts I put in there, a couple different sweatshirts. We got t-shirts, we got tank tops, that you're going to need them right now, unless you live in Florida. Some glassware, 
just different situations. Had a guy hit me up on Facebook that listens to the show, Dan, and uh, he had his whiskey glass in his hand. I was like, cool, <laughs> you know, so just do those things, guys. Help me out. And you really, it's like I said before, the money that I that I make from the DTOM store has nothing to do with me. It's going straight back into the to the show to help pay for the fees and whatnot of, of running the show. So, anywho. Also, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, while you're on the phone there and you're messing with the apps and whatnot, go ahead and check out the uh, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the TikTok. Put a couple new drink videos up there about a week or two ago. So if you are so inclined to learn how to make some whiskey, some nice drinks, uh, knock yourself out. And if you're not on any of those, we are also on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775 and uh, me personally, PCGC underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine too. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. All right. So I have to be perfectly honest with you guys. <laughs> Sorry. There's, there is a microphone there. Done. I got to take a sip. I made a new drink. So we're up in, uh, well, just south of Cincinnati. We were staying, I don't know, the name Covington, I think, Kentucky. We took the girls to see, like I said, the Ark of, the Ark Encounter, which is, uh, I can't remember the name of the town, Somerville, Somerton, something. And we got a hotel about 30 minutes north because we went to the Creation Museum, which is separate from the Ark, and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so we just stayed the night up there and it was like, you know, asking the people at the hotel, you know, it's a good place to eat around here, you know, we're from out of town, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, we like this place and that place and the other place and whatever. And we're like, <laughs> looking at the menus, we're kind of like, yeah, we got an 11-year-old and a 6-year-old. You got to be, you got to find something they're going to eat, right? So we find this place, and I think it was called Honey something or another. I guess if I was a little more prepared, I could I could tell you. It was Honey, honey McCracken. Cracking my honey. Um, I'm going on to my Facebook because my wife makes me post all this shit on there. So let me see. What was it called? It was called. It was called. Uh, shit, I didn't. I didn't tag the place. <laughs> it was something honey. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, we have a honey old fashioned. I'll have that. Oh, my God. And I've been trying to duplicate that drink since then. I finally did it today. Oh, yes. I'm not going to tell you how. I'm going to do a drink video. So hopefully maybe sometime this week you can check it out. TikTok, Don't Turn America. But anyway, um, they uh, it was that was a very good dinner. Uh, too much food, obviously. But um, I didn't really pay attention to a whole lot of shit that was going on. I didn't. We, when we were at the, the kids' house, we watched movies or, you know, just spent time together. I wasn't really on Twitter a whole lot. wasn't on Facebook a whole lot. I, I was just detached. I was like, it was so peaceful and quiet. <clears throat> I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's good for people, all of us, to be able to do that, to de detach from social media, from I didn't listen to any podcast the whole time I was gone. I didn't. I was just like enjoying my time, and and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you have the Dtom show on automatic downloads. It's fine, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying it's podcast. It'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there next week. So, um, 
and in in when I did touch on Twitter or whatever, it was the same old shit that we've been dealing with now for what three weeks, right? And it's just a constant barrage of this Israel, Israel, uh, Palestine conflict, and and all the other parties involved. And um, I think it was yesterday, Monday. Me and my wife, you know, watching the news and it's on there and they're blah, 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 whatever. And my wife says to me, she goes, I'm actually getting a little worried. I was like, why are you worried? And she's like, well, look, now you have all these different situations. And and um, so I played this clip. I'm going to kind of go out of order a little bit here, but I played this clip. I played this clip. There it is. <laughs> this is from CNN. Uh, and and the reason I'm playing this clip is because I just want you to hear what this person is saying. Um, I, I Ben Weeder, Weedman, something, senior international correspondent from CNN. And really just listen to what he has to say. And I'll, and I'll read a little story and then... Uh, and I'll tell you why I played this here. That way it'll make sense. The Israelis have just brought down. It's called Ashark. It's 14 floors with uh, businesses and media offices uh, that has just come down. Uh, they first took one side, then the other, and the middle just fell uh, as well. And uh, this uh, seems to be a change of tactic because for many, many years now, the Israelis have had the technical capability uh, to, for instance, if there's somebody on in a particular office in a building, they can send a missile through the window and kill that person. Why they're doing this particular new tactic, and this is one just one of several buildings they've brought down in the last 24 hours is rather puzzling it does seem to be the israeli version of what the u.s did back in baghdad in 2003 with the shock and awe and it certainly is going to be something that is going to terrorize uh, the population in gaza whether they have any affiliation with hamas islamic jihad or any other militant factions and this really drives home the fact that, that the, dog real, up. the people who really suffer from these hostilities that dog are ordinary civilians so why did i play that i'm gonna make sure i i, I knew this was gonna happen hold on hold on where's the mute there it is shut up i'm gonna see your fucking commercial <laughs> anyway uh, so let me read this. Conflict between Israelis and Palestinians, uh, Palestinians boiled over this week, escalating rapidly in one of the worst rounds of violence between the two sides in the last several years. An already tense situation prompted by moves to evict Palestinian fam families from their homes near the old city of Jerusalem exploded at one of the hottest uh, sites in the city known to Muslims as the Noble Sanctuary and to Jews as the Temple Mount. Israel police entered a blah, 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 blah. You get the gist of the story, okay? So I played that for my wife. And she's like, I said, so let me ask you a question. You hear that. You just heard that video. It was from CNN. We don't watch CNN, but it's from CNN. When did that happen? She goes, well, I don't know. What, Tuesday? Last Wednesday? You know, last week? Sometime? What? I'm like, uh, May 16th, 2021 was when that was reported. Over two years ago. Almost two and a half years ago. So, 
much like I've asked this question before, and I really try to stay away from talking about this shit because that's all everybody is fucking talking about, and I'm sick and tired of this because of this reason right here. Um, I'm sorry, I got a text. Um, <laughs> is because I forgot what I was going to say. I got a text. No. The, the problem is this. I told you guys I did a show a couple like two weeks ago, and I said how this is not this isn't new, this is not new. They've been fighting for seventy years, okay. Why is it now that this is so? That video I played, obviously you couldn't see what he was saying, but he. I got someone texting me about some liquor, man. Come on, man, what you got? Oh shit. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me pause this real quick so I can I can text this gentleman back. Hold on. All right, business business be taken care of, guys. When it comes to bourbon, come on. Anyway, so um, what was I saying? Oh, <laughs> why is it now that this is dominating the news? It's 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 always been in the news. We've always seen like that news clip I played from two plus years ago. It was obviously on the news that day. Here's the thing, Israeli Israeli forces, blah, 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 you know, bombing a building is a little different, blah, 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 whatever they said. So, obviously, for, for years, there's been coverage of this situation in Gaza and the West Bank and Lebanon and, and uh, Israel, Israel and in that area. It's you probably at least once a month. I'm, I'm just going to throw that number out there on the low end. There is some sort of, in the news today, Israeli forces, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hamas forces, blah, blah, blah. Hezbollah forces, blah, blah, blah. Right? Every, at least once a month. And we don't bat an eye. To the point where I was watching, <laughs> I was watching this girl. She was shaking her fat. Now, I was watching this girl that went to, there was a, I guess when all this started, October 7th or whatever, there was this music festival that these a lot of kids and stuff were at. And this girl, she was an American she, for some reason, decided to go to Israel to go to a music festival like, like you do, right? And uh, that's when the, the guys come in on the, the paragliders or whatever it was. And um, they, uh, you know, I don't, she, she escaped. She wasn't, obviously, she wasn't killed or kidnapped or whatever. But she was like, <laughs> her, her mannerisms was what was tripping me out because I don't know how old she was 20 something and she's like yeah we're there we're dancing and blah 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 and you see like a missile go over and it bomb and you're like oh my god and it's like oh it's just a missile boop, boop, boop. you know and we're dancing and we're singing oh there's another one oh well boop, boop, boop. you know it's like it's like second nature it, to to them this kind of stuff these people on either side whatever side you want to be on it doesn't matter doesn't matter to me is it's second nature to them. Them seeing a missile flying overhead, hitting a building or a mortar flying, you know, whatever the case may be, they don't think twice about it when they're 20, 30 years old because they've been dealing with it for 20 or 30 years. And obviously, if they're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, they've been dealing with it their whole life. They don't bat an eye at this stuff. So I ask you again, why? Why is this dominating our news? 
Hold on, where are we at? Let me text this gentleman back here. Cool, man. Uh, let me know when you'll be... I can no not icon I can get you some money anyway 90 bucks cool so uh why is it dominating our news there has to be a reason you know this Israeli Palestinian conflict I know this is breaking fucking news me talking about buying whiskey shocker right you should have seen when I brought back from Kentucky anyway <laughs> it's an ongoing military this is the Wikipedia version so you know whatever ongoing military and political conflict in the Levant which the Levant is the area between the river and the sea um, <laughs> beginning in the mid 20th century beginning in the mid 20th century Okay, we're in the 21st century. So mid-20th century was 70-plus years ago. It is one of the world's longest continuing conflicts. Various attempts have been made to resolve the conflict as part of the Israeli-Palestine peace process, along other efforts to resolve the border Arab-Israeli conflict, uh, public dec declarations, if I could talk, uh, blah, 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 shit, I just lost my spot. Um, public declaration of desire to see a Jewish homeland established in Palestine, including the first Zionist Congress in 1897. The Balfour Declaration, which I did a show on, uh, created early tensions in the regions. So, essentially, if you want to go back, you, if you haven't listened to the Balfour Declaration show, please go back and listen to it. I'm not going to re regurgitate it. But basically, in the early 1900s, Jewish Zionist... Um, in the show I talked about, I don't recall the name, but it was a Rothschild, Baron something Rothschild, the English government. They said, we need this land. Now, they didn't just pick this land because uh, we'll just go there. It wasn't like that. It's because of Jerusalem. There's a history of Jewish religion. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you know what I'm saying. There's a history there of, of these people. So it just made sense. We'll put them there. In the meantime, you have the Jewish religion, I think, if I remember from the show correctly, was roughly, at the time, 3% of the population. So, however many people lived there at the time, back in the early 1900s, 3% of those people were Jewish. Most of those people were Muslim or Islamic or whatever. I don't know. They're probably the same. I'm, I don't want to be too ignorant. But even second to that was Christianity. So, I, I understand the animosity, okay? Now, let me read on here. Following World War I, the mandate for Palestine included a binding obligation for the establishment in Palestine of a national home of Jewish people. Tensions grew into open uh, sec blah, 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 conflict between the Jews and the Arabs. In 1947, United Nations... Uh, partition plan for Palestine was never implemented and provoked the 1947-49 Palestine War. So, back in 1947, there was a proposal by the, UN, uh, the, by the UN which recommended a partition of the mandatory Palestine, Palestine at the end of the British mandate. Um, essentially, they wanted to split the country. The country we know today, 
as as Israel. So you have the Gaza Strip, and then you have the West Bank, which at the time, Jerusalem was in the middle. So they wanted to kind of split it. They want to have Jerusalem be part of Israel because of the history. And hold on. He's, he's telling me. Anyway, um, and it was denied, so that pissed them off. So you figure this was in 47, after World War II. So you had these people say, look, we got an idea, we got a plan. The United Nations are, is the, some of the people in the United Nations are behind us, some of the countries, and they said, yeah, that's good, we can split it in half, you, you could be here, they can be there, and everyone's happy. And then the Jewish people, the Israelis, turned it down said no fuck that so over over the past 70 80 years you've had situations where there has been tr people trying to find a a resolution of peace and neither side can get on board with this so, much like that video I played for you, that was Israel bombing Gaza, bombing Palestine, for whatever reason, it wasn't initiated by the Palestinians. It was a show of force by the Israeli army to say, look what we can do. Like the guy said, they have the ability to shoot a missile into a building to kill, if I need to kill Bob over here, and he's on the sixth floor of the McGillicuddy Towers, we can do that. So it wasn't about killing Bob. It was about scaring, I was going to say showing and scaring at the same time, so that was why it was scaring the people. And it had nothing to do with scaring or intimidating Hamas. They don't give a shit. It was about intimidating the people. The grandmas, the moms, the girls, the daughters, the kids. That's what it was for. It had nothing to do with killing anybody in particular. It was a show of force. This is what we can do. Okay? And then, I'm sure, after that incident, Hamas, Palestine, whoever retaliated in some venture probably sent a couple of rockets their way and like i said the girl says ah oh, you know you see a rocket here a rocket there and you go about dancing you don't care because they're used to it so i talked about this and i said this to my wife i said wife don't be scared i got you they whoever they is they want war They've been trying for war for two years. She's like, what? I said, babe, think about it. What did we hear February of 20, was it 22? Russia, whatever. So for a year plus two, whatever it's been, I think it's going on two years with the Ukraine situation. For the first handful of months, that's all we heard about. Granted, even the coverage for that wasn't as bad as it is with this. But 
you did hear a ton about it, if you recall. And we've given a shit ton of money to these fuckers, right? Why? So the whole point was, well, oh, what they're doing to the Ukrainian people, blah, blah, blah. We need to, we need to fight back. Well, if we do that, it's going to be initiating war with Russia. You know, oh, you know, NATO or Ukraine's not a NATO country. It's not this. It's not that. We have no right to do this. So essentially, the reason you saw so much coverage on the Ukraine-Russia thing was to garner public support. But most Americans, at least 50%, probably higher, was like, I don't care about that. And it's because we don't have that connection as a people to the Ukraine. Not saying that there's nobody in this country that's from Ukraine. I'm not saying that. But even those people will tell you hmm, they're in America for a reason. Because Ukraine, the Ukraine government, whoever the president is, whether it's Zelensky or whoever, is crooked as hell. They have a history of being that. Those people that are living in America as Ukrainian refugees or whatever, they left for a reason. So most people in this country, now granted you saw people on Twitter and Facebook and whatever, oh, support Ukraine, you know, um... And I, I had said when all that shit started, this had nothing to do with other than laundering money, number one. And then um, <laughs> laundering money and, uh, and trying to go to war for whatever reason. And they, they couldn't garner the support for the American public to say, yeah, I'm going to call my congressman. We need to go to war because we're like, eh, it's not our problem. Now, with with uh, Israel, there's a lot of people that live in that country that are dual citizens. They, they live in Israel. It's kind of like being a snowbird, for example. If you live in Florida, you understand what I'm talking about. And they might live in Israel for a few months out of the year, and they live in America for a few months out of the year. So they have dual citizenship. And with them being a primarily Jewish nation, they, you have that connection because America has a lot of Jewish population also. And you might have family members that live there. So it was easy to garner that support. Not to mention the fact that we've, we are a staunch ally of Israel mainly because of, mainly because of where they're at. If nothing else, you figure this is a country of, of for the most part, Jewish settlers or colonists or colonists. Uh, the, the, the honey, the honey old fashioned's kicking it. Sorry, guys. Um, surrounded by Islam, Muslim people that hate. Let me put it this way. If you're, I'm not Jewish. I'm a Christian. I'm here I love God and nothing against any other religion but if you are Jewish you can understand what I'm about to say if you're not Jewish and you're not Muslim and you're just Christian you're just a regular old dude you might not grasp this concept but Muslims Islamic Muslims hate Jewish people it has nothing to do with that person you could be a, a Muslim Whatever your name is, 
okay, and you can meet a Jewish person, there's systemic hatred for that. You don't know that person from Adam, but you hate them. And they can tell. That's the weirdest thing about it. They can tell a Jewish person from a Muslim person from a Christian person. They can tell. It's like some kind of sense. And it's just a hatred. So you th you figure you have a country like Israel that was placed in the middle of Muslim territory. Forget about the history. Forget about the thousands of years and Jesus walked the earth and forget about all of that. The t at the time, in the early 1900s, this area was dominated by Muslim faith. Period. You put the most hated culture in the middle of these people, there's going to be animosity. And it's not even just from the Palestinians. It's from Lebanon, Jordan, Iran, all the areas, everything that surrounds Syria, everything that surrounds this country. The only part in this in this area of the world that doesn't hate Israel, Israel is, the, is the fucking Mediterranean Sea. And I'm not being facetious when I say that. I'm trying to paint a picture for you if you don't understand. So, in essence, the reason you get so much support from our government, our po politicians, and a lot of people on the news and the media, number one, the news is nothing more. I don't care who the news is, Fox, CNN, I don't care. They're there to pimp an idea. And like I've said this before, anytime you watch the news, whoever you watch, Fox, CNN, Newsmax, uh, MSNBC, I don't care, whoever it is, whatever side of the aisle you're on, and if every single one of those people, watch, if you watch Fox, watch Fox. You see what they're saying. Click it over to CNN just for 10, 20 minutes. Click it over to, uh, what's the other one? MSNBC. Click it over to Newsmax if you can. Click it over to these different situations. And they're all saying basically the same thing. Not one of them is going out there saying, oh, Palestinian people are blah, blah, blah. And you should you should look out for the Palestinian people because they essentially have nothing to do with this okay um you have so we have such a deep connection as a country for whatever reason I'm not going to get on here like Kanye West and say well the Jews are running the media blah 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 I don't care the news media could be run by whoever runs it, whether they're Jewish, Christian, Muslim. I don't care. I don't care. The point of the matter is they're there to push a narrative because they, quote unquote, they want to go to war. Why do I know this? Well, just after one of the biggest reasons all this Trump stuff was going on. Them raiding Mar-a-Lago for the for the uh, paperwork and and the audio tape that he played. He had one of the things he played was an audio tape of him saying how he knows how Biden wants to go to war with Iran, and that Milley, who I don't think he is anymore, but was the Joint Chief of Staff under him and Biden, encouraged war with Iran. This is what this is about. We want to go to war with somebody. So we figure the biggest dog in that area is Iran. Well, Iran, in all honesty, doesn't really stand a chance with us. I mean, 
let's not get it twisted. We've talked about the the feminization of our military, but let's not get it twisted, okay? Iran would not stand a chance. If we, in all honesty, I know you can say, well, Dom, look at Afghanistan, look at Iraq. It's because we try to play within the rules. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. The problem is in Iran. The problem is the other two big dogs on that side of the country, on that side of the world that want to say, oh, you want to fight? So you had, I think it was McConnell come out and say, oh, they're the new axis of evil. China, Russia, and Iran. My wife's like, huh? Because my wife, God love her, but she's not dumb. She's not dumb by any stretch of imagination. I'm not saying that, but she's naive. She just kind of watches the news and doesn't really pay attention. And then she turns to me to break it down for her. Fine. That's what I'm here for. So, essentially, she goes, what does that mean? I said, they're trying to make it sound like World War II. You had uh, Germany, Italy, and Japan was the axis of evil. Blah, blah, blah. I said, they're trying. They want war. There's reports that China has sent uh, ships to the uh, Gulf War, to the Persian Gulf, to blah, blah, blah. Okay. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I can tell you this. One thing's for sure. As far as Iran is concerned, if anyone is going to get involved for Iran, it'll be Russia. Why do you say that, Don? Well, if you recall, and this kind of makes me wonder, I just kind of popped in my head here, during the Ukraine-Russia thing, which, oh, by the way, is still going on. Not that you would know, but nonetheless. (laughs) Most of the drones used by the Russian military is being supplied to them by who? Iran. Okay? So, you're going to have a situation where if we step in, and if Iran steps in, when it really has nothing to do... Now, you could sit here, we can make that argument and say, oh, well, Biden gave Iran the $6 billion for the, for the uh, hostages, and then they used that money to do this. Maybe they did. They probably didn't. Because take uh, Korean Diversity Hire and John Kirby, for example, where they said the money hadn't even transferred yet. They couldn't have used it for this. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll give them that and say you're probably right. But, Don, how can you side with these people? They're idiots. Oh, I agree. They're idiots. But much like I just told you a few minutes ago, this has been going on. This isn't new. This situation that happened October 7th and it has continued now through October 24th, this isn't new. This isn't like, oh my God, look what's happening. This probably happened two months ago and four months ago and six months ago and I already played you a video from two years ago. This isn't new, guys. Okay? The reason we constantly see it is to get the animosity up in your red-blooded soul. You're like, yeah, America, motherfucker, we're going to kill those motherfuckers. Because that's what they did during, I was idiot, I was young, I was stupid, go for, that's what they did. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Once again, if you know, you know. (laughs) That's what they did. And they use it as a recruiting tool. They use 9-11 as a recruiting tool. They use all these situations as a recruiting tool to go to fucking war. This, on the other hand, will be a war that we've ne- that we people like us in our age group have never seen. This isn't uh, Operation uh, Kuwaiti Freedom. This isn't Desert Storm. This isn't 
This isn't those things. This is more crack open a history book and watch the history of World War II type things. Every war starts somewhere. Okay? The thing that concerns me the most about this, and I said this also back in 91, was in the Bible it tells you that the world will end where it began. Okay, so according to legend, the Garden of Eden is between the Tigris and the Euphrates River, which run through Baghdad or Iraq. Um, oddly enough, a Muslim country where supposedly the world and mankind began. Um, <clears throat> obviously, that didn't happen during that war, but we're still in the area. We're still in the region, okay? And if you believe the Bible and you believe how the world will come to an end, it makes you concerned because it's not like this is us going to war with, you know, Mexico or South America or something. Even China or Russia, it's, we're in this area. And you have all religions, all factions being involved in this. So to my wife, yes, she probably, most your average citizen and your average person, man, woman, child, whatever, has a reason to scratch their head. But that's what they want. They, whoever the they is in our scenario, the, the banking cartels, the elites, the, the whoever, they want you to be scared. They want, they want two things. They want the, the weaker factions of our population, let's put it that way, to be scared. And then they want the red-blooded, kick-ass, bomb those commie bastards back to the Stone Age people to be that bomb those commie bastards Stone Age person. They want the red-blooded American. And to be involved in a conflict that has nothing to do with me or you. It has nothing to do with us. Nothing will be gained from this on our end. But what will be gained is the industrial complex will be gained. We are on the doorstep of a recession. What better way to fix things than war? Look at your history book. I talked about, if you guys didn't listen to the presidential assassination and the banking cartel situation, I, I encourage you to listen to it. I know it didn't get a shit ton of downloads. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now. Okay, I did some good research and you'll be surprised to find out the, the connections between the, uh, the banking cartels through our history of this country and the assassinations or and or attempted assassinations in this country, but also how those situations have to do around different wars of this country. That's all I'm going to say. You need to go listen to it. But here we go again. We're on the cups of a, an election cycle. And oh, by the way, here we go with a war. Possible. And then further, to further exacerbate the situation, this comes out the other day. I'm going to play this video. This is material which was found on the body of one of those sadistic villains. It's Al-Qaeda material, official Al-Qaeda material. We're dealing with ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and Hamas. This is what we're dealing with. And in, those, in, and in this material, there were instructions how to produce chemical weapons. This is, it speaks about a, a, 
uh, arson and it speaks uh, about uh, uh, various chemicals uh, that uh, come out and produce chemical weapons. Simple as that. The severing of medical supplies and electricity is having an incredibly profound effect on the... But it's not also severing. That's but it's the, having a very profound effect on the ability for those hospitals to operate. But that's part operate. of the distorted information. It was Hamas missiles which broke down the electricity infrastructure in Gaza. Nothing to do with us. Water, we supply only 7% of the water. It's fuel. Hamas operation. There's, there is fuel for the humanitarian needs. It's under UNRWA. We are following very closely the humanitarian situation on the hour. Most of Gaza in funct is functioning. There are areas that are under battle. This is a real tragedy, but how does the world want... Well, sure, how how does Gaza's, the world cope? We can't say Gaza's how, functioning. How does the world cope? First of all, a lot of distorted information comes out of Gaza. No, no but we, do have, team, we do have a team on the ground so who we do trust, and we can't say that Gaza is a functioning the pro but territory. The, but the problem is, of course, that part of the infrastructure and part of the aid is hijacked by Hamas. That's the issue. Guys, all right. <clears throat> Obviously, he's going to spout his propaganda. He's going to, you're going to have one side saying the other side's lying. Period. This was Israeli president saying that. You're going to have the uh, Palestinian whatever saying whatever. The point of the matter is this. What did he start out by saying? This was found on Hamas soldiers how to make chemical weapons. So let's get in the Wayback Machine to 2001. Here we go again, folks. Or I guess it was 2002 when we went into Afghanistan and to Iraq because, you know, Iraq had everything to do with the with 9-11, but whatever. That's a story for another day, I guess. <laughs> so what? what's the point? Well, we want to talk about chemical weapons because that's going to get the ire up of the people. Now, one would think if... I'm, in a, I'm not going to call this guy a liar, but... I'm going to say that maybe misinformation? And the point of this, why would you give foot soldiers plans on how to make chemical weapons? That doesn't make sense because, and not to uh, disgruntle or disrespect or whatever, any foot soldier of any country of any military branch, including our own. But, once again, if you know, you know. Most of your infantry men know a couple of things. They know how to shoot a gun, uh, some hand-to-hand, -hand, and, uh, you know, some basic first aid for the most part. As far as them producing chemical agents to launch a chemical weapon, probably not in their pay grade. I mean, let's be real, guys. At a, at a basic level, those people that are on the front lines, whatever country, whatever military, whatever branch, whatever, 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 those guys aren't the ones out there fucking building bombs. I'm sorry. Um, so why would, why would you give, okay, let's break it down to this. So you're in the army, you're in the United States army. Okay. You enlist, you're enlist, you're, you're fucking private. You're just low fucking grade one McGillicuddy, right? Chances are they're not giving you instructions on how to make uh, any kind of weaponry other than the <laughs> M4, whatever you're carrying, 
at the time. Whatever whatever weapon you qualified for, let's put it that way. Uh, most of those weapons are shooting bullets of some sort, of some caliber, and you know maybe you you, you got upgraded to a RPG or something along those lines. Um, chances are you didn't get in your in your infantry school blueprints on how to make weapons. You were given your weapon. Here's your weapon. Here's your bullets. Here's how to clean it. Here's how to load it. Here's how to clean it. Here's how to load it. And do it fast. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Uh, so I think, once again, a reason to scare the public. Now, this is Sky News that was reporting this out of Australia. Um, so when I talk about these things and we say America, don't try to America, I get it, get it, get it. This is not an American thing because you're quote-unquote free countries. And I say, quote-unquote, free country when I talk about Australia because see COVID, right? Um, <laughs> they, uh, you, you got to be on board. I mean, at least this reporter had the balls to say, yeah, you know, we've got teams on the ground. It's not a functioning society. Um, so, obviously, he's calling bullshit on what this President uh, Herzog was saying as far as we only supply 7% of the water. We didn't, that's Hamas. So it's obviously a situation of your quote unquote misinformation trying to sway sides. I don't know if he's right or wrong. I, I, I don't, I'm not calling him a liar because I don't know. But, <laughs> right? I think the whole point of him, Cayete uh, la boca. Of him even bringing that up was to, once again, garner outrage and support. And here's here's another thing that I was talking to my wife about. It just dawned on me. So, what have you been? What have you? If you've watched the news in the last three or four days, what have you noticed going on in this country? You've noticed in New York and these big cities, and and I, I don't know if I talked about it, but I remember reading it last week or week before where they talked about stay out of these cities and they listed I think 17 different cities um, well there's been protests going on in these cities pro-Palestine protests so my wife's like well if these people are protesting and are pro-Palestine and, and then you have these people protesting that are getting in fights with these Palestinian people and da 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 I said, I said okay let me paint you a picture you see these people protesting in New York and Chicago and L.A. and these different Atlanta, different big cities throughout the country, right? You see this. Yeah. Now, mute the TV. Forget about the Palestinian flags that you see there. And imagine those all BLM flags. These people, and I told her this. I said, I would, I would garner a bet that the majority of these people are paid agitators. Much like we saw during George Floyd, Michael Brown, these different situations with BLM, where you had a group of people paid to start up a protest of some sort. You're going to get followers. You probably have legitimate people in this protest that are from that area. Maybe their parents or their grandparents are from that area. Okay? That's why you focus on the big cities because... You might have a small population of Palestinians in New York or Chicago or L.A. or whatever, right? 
And the only reason you might have a small population of those people because those country, the, I'm sorry, those cities have millions of people living there. So chances are there's 10,000 Palestinians living there. I'm just throwing out a number. I don't know that. So do you, is it a situation much like we saw two, three, four years ago with the Antifa BLM situations throughout the country? They take a situation, whatever that is, white cop kills black motorist, uh, Israel bombing Gaza and Palestine and blah, blah, blah. So you're going to get these paid agitators to come out there on the streets and be like, free Palestine from the river to the sea, blah, 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 right? In the meantime, I would garner a guess to say that most of those people give two shits. <laughs> about what's going on over there and I'm being I'm not I'm laughing but I'm being serious why are they out there doing it because it's the thing to do so just know that these protests are all bullshit it's a way to get this country at least and I I'm, I don't know I haven't seen any protests going on in other countries so I don't know as far as like London or France, Paris or whatever. You know, I haven't seen that, but I would be willing to bet that's probably happening. And if it's not, it will. And you you have to ask why. It's to get those countries at odds with each other. So I could be pro-Israel and you could be pro-Palestine and we're going to argue about it or vice versa or whatever. And in actuality... What you need to do as a, a citizen of whatever country you're from listening to this right now, whether you're in America, you're in a country over in Europe, South America, Russia, wherever you're at. I know where y'all, I see the downloads, I know you, thank you, appreciate it. You, guy from wherever or girl from wherever, need to worry about, number one, you. Then... Your family, whether it's your wife, your husband, and or your kids, your grandkids, your mom, your dad, your auntie, your uncle, number one. Number two, worry about your country. Okay? Because for the most part, unless you happen to live, and I, and I know you don't because I'm not getting your downloads from Israel, so whatever, it doesn't concern you. What should concern you is this, especially if you live in America, is here we go again with wanting to give tons of money to a country who, by the way, is, I looked this up, 15th, 17th, something like that, richest country in the world. Why do they need our, our money from the 8th richest country in the world? Because I found this interesting. I thought the first country would have been what Florida would have been America. It's actually Ireland. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I don't care. Just I was looking this up. But you as an American or whatever country you live in, that your country also, if you're like in England or some of these other countries where they might be pimping the idea of giving aid to Israel, uh, we're aided out. I don't know if that's proper terminology, but we're aided out. We're done. I'm tapping. We're done. We've given more than enough shit to the Ukraine. 
we're done. God forbid we actually do go to war. And and I'm going to close on this. I got two things to talk about real quick. This just came to my mind, and I'm going to talk about something real quick, and then I'm done. Because I really didn't think I was going an hour, but hmm, here we are. If, if you are an armed citizen of this country, I've said it before, I'm going to say it one more time. There is becoming a shortage on 556-223 ammunition. If you carry, or if you, I shouldn't say carry because most of us don't carry it around, but if you have an AR-15 chambered in that round, okay, you better go buy you some ammo. Not scaring you, not saying we're getting invaded Red Dawn style, I'm not saying that, but Lake City Ammunition, who makes a majority of the of the uh, civilian ammunition, has cut back because they're having to, why? Why are they cutting back, Don? Oh, they've got to turn their efforts to government production. I said, I did a show a while back. Most of your ammunition companies, Remington, Winchester, whatever, are government, if you don't know this, government-owned situations. The ammunition branches of these companies. So when the government says, you need to stop making civilian ammunition, you need to focus on us, they do. So, real quick, I'm not pimping any websites. Go to your local gun shop. Go to a website. I don't care. Do what you got to do. But if you don't have this, a, a, God damn, this whiskey's really hitting me. Substantial amount of ammunition. What's a su- 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 <laughs> substantial amount? I don't know. Buy some. Find a deal. Uh, if you're smart, the one one of the best things you could ever do if you haven't bought a weapon. Is know your enemy. What does that mean, Don? Pretty much everyone outside this country uses a Kalashnikov type rifle, which shoots in a 7.62.39. Okay? Get you an AK. They're cheap. They're relatively cheap, I should say. Ammo, you can shoot fucking dirt farts through those things and they shoot. If, if, <laughs> God help us, but if we are to go to war and Russia and or China is involved, that's what they're going to use. Now, why am I telling you to make sure you have that kind of weaponry? Well, you don't have to carry around as much ammo because your enemy will have your ammo for you. Just throwing that out there. Real quick, a couple things. I'm going to play this video real quick. This is off of Fox the other day. Take it for what it's worth. This is uh, Tim Kennedy. He is a former uh, Army Ranger, um, and he's talking about a situation that happened uh, late last week where the Biden team, the Biden administration, exposed Delta Force identities. Listen to this. this picture of Biden meeting with U.S. Special Forces as Special Forces yourself. Their faces weren't blurred out. What does that mean for them? Will they be able to work again? And, and how dangerous did that, how much danger did that put their families in or themselves in? Um... First, everybody that works within the government is human. We are fallible, all of us. And, um, you know, the, the, the men and women that are here on the ground are the most, I think, incredible men and women that I've ever had the opportunity to work with. But, you know, we're, we're still human. We try our hardest. Um, you know, that is, a, that is a devastating mistake. Our identities, while you're working especially in, in a, as an operator undercover, like, you have to keep your 
who you are protected and hidden. Um, th those those men are in jeopardy. Groups like Hamas and Hezbollah and ISIS-K, um, you know, Quran al-Qaeda, all branches are looking for opportunities to take a face, get a name, figure out who their families are, and then start attacking those people. Um, and the, the hey. Israel has been experiencing this for decades, and I, I hope we don't see that in the United States. 45 that is exactly years. Where it Tim, hey, Tim, 45 right. years that this has never happened right. to Delta Force, and hey. now it happens now. Yeah, they're the most elite fighting force on the planet. Um, their, their OPSEC is second to none. Their professionalism, their experience, their capability, truly the most. I mean, they're, if you walk next to those men, you're walking next to giants. Okay, so here's the thing. What's the importance of this? Okay, so number one, if you – I'm going to tread lightly here. So if you have ever worked in a situation of special operations – whatever branch, okay? We know the basics. We know SEALs. There's different teams. We know Delta Force. We know Green Berets. We know Army Rangers. We know these names. There's other names. But it is, it is of my belief, and this is just something that strikes me personally. If you've ever worked in these teams, okay, I don't care if you're currently active or if you're past if you've retired and you used to be in these teams once you are a part of these teams you are always a part of these teams it's family okay if in my personal opinion it's best for you to not ever divulge that information no matter how old you are, how active or inactive you are. It is of best consequence for nobody to ever know that that ever was a part of your life. Why do you say that, Don? Don't you want the, the uh, accolades and the heritage? That's not what you join these teams for. You don't become this to get the accolades. Your accolades will come from above. Okay? You don't care. You shouldn't care about public recognition. You really shouldn't. And here's why. If you were in country and you did things that you were supposed to do, it's best that nobody knows that you did what you were supposed to do. Why? Well, because once they see a face and they know a name and they know you were involved in a certain situation, it's not even about you. Like, you might not have a problem. You might be like, I got you, bro. It's not about you, the person. It's about your family. And maybe not necessarily your wife, but your kids, your grandkids, your parents, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your, you know what I'm saying? You're not just risking your life because some of you guys can understand what I'm about to say. You don't care about your life. <laughs> not that you don't care, not that everyone wants to die, but you don't, you're like, that's what I'm here for. But you care about everyone else's life. And when I see these, these individuals that are on Fox news and are on different situations. And I was an army ranger and I was Delta force and I was seal uh, seal team six. And I was this, and I was that I was tier one operator. I'm like, 
<laughs> you you really need that you you really need that in your life. I I rather personally, this is just me talking, go about life knowing the things that I've done and keep it at that. Uh I don't need the accolades. I don't need the military discounts. I don't need these things. I just need to go about my life and live it and try and retire and live my life and die at a at a peaceful old age and enjoy, enjoy life. You don't need to know the things that people have done. You don't need to know that. You don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay? When I see in this gentleman, I don't know him from Adam. But when you see these guys on TV and they're talking about, well, you know, government's infallible and blah, blah, blah. Whether it was done accidentally or not, the point is you guys, you put yourself in the position to be exposed. And this Tim Kennedy, like I said, I'm not dissing on him. I don't know him. This is the first time I've ever seen him on the news. But if, you know, he was Army Ranger, he was involved in situations, surely... And it's not like he's going to go on Fox News and say, oh, back in 92, I was involved in this, that, and the other thing, and I killed this person or that person. Um, it doesn't matter if you personally go out there and say these things. The fact of the matter is you identify with being in a team, and the people that might hate you can probably figure it out. <sighs> but whatever, right? You guys do you couple things real quick and like this is what i was talking about earlier on the show i was i saw this come across on the ticker talker uh or twitter or whatever it was but uh i think one of the reasons and i'm gonna close with this real quick i know i said that already but here we go (laughs) one of the reasons i think this show as good as it is and you guys can agree it's 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 awesome um is like i told you about the logo okay i'm not changing the logo the logo is awesome i'm sorry just ask me i'll tell you but here's the thing. This thing came out the other day. This is from the federal, from the FBI. This is militia violent extremist. Okay, so they have different flags that identify different groups of people as uh, mil- uh, militia violent extremist. Okay, so you have the uh, Boogaloo's, the Punisher Seal, which, by the way, was Chris Kyle's uh, situation. Anything that has to do with Second Amendment. Uh, anarcho-capitalism, uh, the warrior culture, Mulan Lab, uh, the come-and-take-it situation, or a black flag. So if you if you wear a hat, even if you don't know any better, you wear a hat with the Spartan symbol or the come-and-take-it, which, you know, we probably, if you wear grunt style or nine-line or anything like that, you probably have a shirt with that, right? Um, you might not go as deep as having a... A boogaloo flag, you might not go even as deep as having a three percenter patch. Which, by the way, if you go to the DTOM store, there are shirts like that, if you are so inclined. Um, but one of the most commonly referenced history, uh, historical imagery is the Gaston flag, which is what our logo is based around. Um, and the Tree of uh, Liberty tree. Um, so... When I say I believe this show is being, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I think the show is pretty good. You guys that are listening obviously feel the same way. Um, But I believe that's the biggest reason why the show hasn't grown, and that's why I push the whole point of you guys sharing these shows. 
I, I would assume you have friends that have the same thoughts. The, the biggest way this show is going to grow is from you guys. The 100 plus daily listeners that we have. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot. I get it. It ends up being more than 100, but the initial pop is usually 80 to 100 people. Then it matriculates up from there. You people are the ones that I need the help from. I need you to share this. Because based on what I just told you, FBI, even though this our logo doesn't just say don't tread on me, it's don't tread on America, it's still the Gaston flag, essentially, right? So obviously, it creates a stigma. So when I tell you I need your help, that's what I'm talking about. Doesn't cost you anything to hit the share button. Doesn't cost you anything if you're on Twitter or Facebook or whatever to follow the show. Uh, Don't try on America. It doesn't cost you anything to say uh, I'm listening to the show on whatever whatever podcast app you listen to this on and share it. Uh, we're available everywhere. The only app that this show is not on for whatever reason is Pandora. Okay, outside of Pandora, we're available everywhere. Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, uh, that's it, no. Samsung Free, iHeartRadio, Podbeam, who is the one that puts our show out, but there's also a Podbeam app. Um, And and that's your main ones. That's your big one, Amazon uh, Music. It used to be on Stitcher, but Stitcher deleted itself, whatever. Um. And on top of other, that's that's your main group of, of podcast apps. So Google Play, I guess, is another one. So there's no reason why if they have an Android or an Apple phone, whatever, even if they don't have Spotify and all these other apps, if you have an iPhone or a uh, Android phone, you have Apple Podcast or Google Play. Those two apps alone... You can listen to the show. So if you're an Apple person and you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, great. Thanks. Leave a leave a review. Five star. Uh, and you have a friend that has a Android device. Oh, I don't have Android. I can't listen to it on Apple. Cool. Go to Google Play. Okay. All right, guys. I think that is all I have for you today. I really didn't think I was going to go this long, but hi, I'm Don. And uh, with that being said, guys, you have a uh, fantastic rest of your Tuesday. It is October 24, 2023, and I will be back on Thursday. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day, and uh, be safe out there.